This is Hash It Out, presented by Hash Sports. Let's go. Mac, I don't know about you, but I just wanted to keep rocking and rolling to some Alive by Pearl Jam. Bringing I'm you heavy, in. I'm heavy breathing right now. <laughs> like you can tell over. I know I got like the softer microphone over here, but like I'm, I'm legitimately heavy breathing from, from the drum solo I just put on. It was great. It was great. I wish they could all see us, but you know, they can't. Well, bringing you into another episode of Hash It Out by Hash Sports. Uh, today, we do not have the Chew Babe with us. Don't know what he's up to, but BMAC and BVD, and we've got background C-Rob with us. So, kicking it off, another uh, Hash It Out. BMAC, how we doing? Uh, yeah, doing all right. The reason we brought in with Pearl Jam was Eddie Vedder, uh, being the lead singer of Pearl Jam, is apparently a huge Cubs fan that we all learned about um, over this past week and a half or so. Uh, so, why don't we run right into the World Series? Ben, that was one of the best world series I've seen in probably 10, 15 years. I mean, there's some that come close, but just because of the two teams that were playing, you you can't script a better storyline than that. That game seven was unbelievable. Just the ups and downs. Chicago had a five, one lead blew that. I can't believe Rajai Davis hit that home run. That was, I was like sitting there thinking like, wouldn't it be crazy if he hit a home run right here? And then he just, I, I can't believe he hooked it and like that was one of those that's one of the where I'm sitting here and it's just like you almost felt it like all the way game through game like game five or six I was sitting there like there's going to be a game seven of this and it's going to be awesome and uh, this one went up against uh, this whole series went up against the NFL like over this over Sunday and over Monday and it crushed it and I, I think I don't think it did anything different game seven that was I think everybody was watching that everybody I talked to at work the next day and it's kind of awesome because baseball hasn't been that way in a while. I love it because I love baseball and I love intense baseball like that. Where Terry- well, and everyone's saying that the ratings are down for the NFL this year, and there's a fucking reason for that. I mean, you know, you've got the World Series and all of these shitty matchups. That you know are- what? That's something we need to put a pin in that and go back to that later about football, NFL uh, just shitty matchups like Thursday and Monday night. Like those have been miserable lately. But we're going. We're sticking on the World Series right now. We're sticking on the World Series, which. Um, there were a couple of things just like going through uh, manager-wise. You got Joe Madden and Terry Francona, who managers in general in baseball just don't seem to have like that much control over the game. Like it's just you kind of walk in and you're like, uh, bring in the lefty because the lefty's coming up in the eighth inning. Um, not as much as like a football coach or anything. So you kind of forget about the managers, but these two are like, oh, my pitcher's getting tired in the third inning, so why don't we just bring in our bullpen? And Andrew Miller comes in for three innings, and he's like a closer for the entire season. And he comes in as a bull... Like, I just love the way the entire series was managed, and it was all weird. And Yeah, both managers uh, played a huge role. Joe Madden versus Francona. Joe Madden did have a weird couple of weird things there, like the sack bunt or the uh, safety squeeze uh, there in Game 7. 
Like I just love, I just love when managers have an impact on it in general. And Terry Francona and Joe Madden, two of the best. Love, love, love both of them. Honestly. Yeah, I mean, what do you think about that call? I mean, Javi Baez, two strikes. Oh, two strikes. Here's the deal: two strikes as a uh, as a formal ba- former baseball player. <laughs> uh, two strikes back in high school. Two strikes with one out and a runner on third. Uh, just going through it strategically. I mean, a sack bunt, the, the best thing that can happen is it works and you score a run. But there are so many things, like there, there are so many scenarios where you foul it off and strike out and then you're sitting there with a runner on third and two outs instead of Javi Baez, who, to their credit, was striking out a lot during that series. He was swinging a lot of pitches out of the strike zone. Um, you still got, I, I personally still think you got to swing the bat there or something. It, it didn't matter because they still won the game somehow. Well, I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. I mean, afterwards, I totally agree with you. I think that he definitely should have swung the bat, but I don't know. I kind of like the call. I kind of like Madden putting I, him in the situation. It it's I like, love, play a little small ball here. Things, there were a couple of hit and runs and things like that that worked out throughout the series. And, um, you know, kind of cool when you see small ball coming back like that after uh, dudes hitting 70 home runs. Either way, but that World Series, great. It's good to see that. It's good to see that back. It's good to see that the, the Giants didn't just like walk into another World Series or something like that. And, you know, baseball is over and I hate it. But if I wanted to go out, I wanted to go out like that. And that was one where I don't know about you. Were you pulling for anybody the entire series? Because I was either way, like whoever was losing was kind of who I was pulling for. Like I was pulling for Rajai Davis to hit a home run there just to like tie it up and make yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. I wanted to see, I wanted to see it interesting. That's for sure. Um, but I don't know. Part of me was pulling for the Cubs, but the other part was saying, you know, the Cubs have such a long history of just shitting the bed that I just kind of wanted to see them, you know, yeah, my, uh, continue to do that. Yeah. The storyline of the, the storyline of the Cubs losing is something that I didn't want to lose from the sports world. Yeah. Actually, you know, now that the largest deficit between, Championships as the Arizona Cardinals, a lot less interesting to me. The largest deficit between championships, but I mean, BMAC, C Rob, and I were talking about this earlier tonight. I mean, what is the next team that has, like, I mean, it's not a curse, obviously, but the next team that people just kind of get on the back of and say, you know, we're going to. We're going to cheer on this team so they can win a championship. This is the next team that needs to win, right? Yeah. What's that storyline? It was the Red Sox for a long time. Now it's the Cubs. I'm biased. But, I mean, looking through, like, sports, and that's the thing is, like, the elder, like, it's usually like, the team that's been around, established and around forever. And looking around, I don't know the like the really old team that hasn't won a championship in forever. I know the, I can tell you. the, Astros, the Astros have never won a World Series. The well, longest deficit um, well, is the Cardinals, but that's you know one that's already won a championship. The Arizona Cardinals, right? And the Arizona, it's like that's no. BMAC, I'll tell you right now, and you know we're not just talking about baseball. My Philadelphia Eagles have never won a championship, and God that. damn it, it's time. That. Not this year, but hopefully in the next few years. <laughs> So yeah, but Philadelphia, the Phillies got one. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, but it's not just, it's not just about that, BMAC. All right. No, it isn't. Hey, I mean, you're you're talking to an Atlanta fan here. We have one championship. We have one. Yeah. Nineteen ninety five. Never fucking forget it. 
So uh, how about your boy Ben Zobris winning the uh, MVP? Zobris, I mean, he had that. He got up there and he went the other way. I mean, nobody goes the other way these days. Everybody, like, he, the entire Cubs roster was just swinging for the fences, like, the entire game. And Zobrist, who, surprise, surprise, won a World Series last year in Kansas City. Surprise, surprise, played for Joe Madden forever uh, back in Tampa Bay. Uh, he wanted him back on this team because the guy is just a straight-up baseball player that your team, and he wins games. He's out there strictly to win games. Hey, coach, what do you want me to play today? I can play second, left field, right field, third base, uh, shortstop in a pinch, probably first. Uh, and so you like pay for you pay for a guy, you pay for a left fielder, right fielder, second baseman, and third baseman all in one player. And spread all your money out, and that allows him to spend one hundred and eighty million dollars on Jason Hayward. And so Ben Zobrist, like that's the it's just like a like I wish the Braves could get it together like, and it looks like we're on this way, like Theo Epstein, who just built this team to be incredible for years to come. Like, they're better young as can be. But either way, I think uh, this team can probably repeat next year. But going back, if the Cubs lost that Game 7, how much scrutiny is on that Jason Hayward contract? He played awful in that series. Oh, Jason Hayward, he couldn't hit. Jason Hayward is also, being an Atlanta fan, Jason Hayward is maybe the best all-around player I've seen in since, like, Ken Griffey Jr. in terms of everything except hitting the ball. And that is what you make, like, 75% of your contract from, is hitting the ball. And he's out. He's got a a hitch in his swing. He's got a bad stance. He doesn't look comfortable ever. And I don't even know how he hit 290 against the Cardinals. Every time he's up at the plate, I I know he's going to strike out. I mean... <laughs> he doesn't look but, he doesn't look comfortable like he doesn't look good up there he doesn't look like yeah. he's like he doesn't look like he's he's ready to hit you know like he just doesn't look right up there he did earn that 187 million dollar contract though with the uh, speech that he gave during the Apparently, rain delay. <laughs> it was, uh, this was braveheart william wallace friday night lights i mean this was Oscar worthy, apparently, uh, when Chris Bryant and Anthony Rizzo, both of them unsolicited from each other, both say the same thing. What did he say? In I, don't, I, don't, I don't know, man, did but he, he, he rallied the troops back to the guy that wins this game. What was the deal? Yeah, I mean, that rain delay was the best thing that happened to the Cubs because the Indians were kind of I can't believe it. the Indians were, uh, were were kind of on a hot streak there. And I don't know, it seemed like they had the advantage. And then that rain delay hit and. I don't know. Just the funny thing about that is like usually any instance whatsoever, like a game seven rain delay, I would be like, what the hell you have got to be kidding me. Like blue, you, you cannot stop this game, but it was like 15, 20 minutes. And like, it was like a pretty hard storm there for like 15, 20 minutes. And then it was gone. Like, I think it was the right call. No, it was a perfect call. I mean, they, uh, I don't want the ninth inning of game seven to be in the middle of a rainstorm. Yeah, I know the, the weather guy who, who decided that whole thing deserves a fucking raise. He was on the money. Yeah. Who is that guy? I don't know, but... He sure put Cleveland in the shitter. Going back to the manager decision conversation, um, you know, putting Chapman back in, in in Game 7 after asking, you know, eight outs of him in the sixth game, 
if that rain delay doesn't come along and Hayward's William Wallace speech, you know, Chapman came out throwing 98 in Game 7. He was throwing 102 in Game 6. Like, clearly yeah, his fastball was... wasn't there. So it was Slider yeah, City, and... which was perfect for Rajay Davis to just blast one into left field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to get a hold of one and, like, actually turn on one. And that was the thing. I was uh, talking with one of my, buddy, one of my buddies. Like, Araldus Chapman, when he's on, throws a 1-102, like, easy, you know? Like, it just flies out of his hand at 102. And that, like, you could – and, like, in game seven, when he's, like, 35 pitches in, he's trying to throw, like, 99. Like, he's trying really hard to throw 99. So it's not that just that he's, like, throwing 99, which is only three miles per hour slower and still fast as shit than 102. But he's, like, trying really hard. So it's going all over the place. And um, I still kind of – I still kind of agree with it to where this guy's this guy's your money guy. He's your ace out of the bullpen and you kind of got to ride him. It's game seven. Like, I mean, this guy is your guy. So you kind of got to go for, go with him. I don't hate the call at all, but Lester was pitching pretty good up until that point. I felt like he could have gone. Lester I mean, was pitching, but that's whatever. The, in after, whatever, the Cubs won. So yeah, they did win. And that was you can always second guess things. All the uh, uh, kind of weird calls or calls you might question were, were kind of by the Cubs. I don't think Francona did anything other than either buy the book or what you would do to help your team win, you know? Mm-hmm. Either way, loved it. Great. Baseball. Look how much we just talked. It, it was a great series. On just like one baseball game? I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, you know, I can't wait to see the movie that's made of that uh, that World Series. Jimmy Fallon goes back into it. Fever Pitch 2. <laughs> <laughs> Fever God. Pitch 2. Well, what, do you got, what do we got next on the docket? Speaking of the World Series, check this segue out. LeBron was there, and he gave the big flex during the Rajai Davis home run. First of all, LeBron is a fucking proven Yankees fan, and and I don't, I get it. You know, he is Cleveland now, so he's got to go to that game. But I, it just, it does kind of rub me a little bit the wrong way. Yeah, I mean, he's wearing Yankees hats everywhere. The guy's a Yankees. Yeah, fan. he's a Yankees fan, but you know. What did you see that? Uh, I guess they caught him on camera drinking a beer, and he made like a big deal about it. He looked so awkward. He was, I don't know, he was sipping a beer, and then he like put it down real quick, like he didn't want people to think that he was like drinking alcohol. It's like, dude, fucking get over it, man. You're at the World Series game. Get shit faced. Who cares? Dude, MJ was out there gambling his half of his earnings away, blowing coke. Who gives a shit, dude? Drink a beer. Have fun at the game. It's a baseball game. You drink a beer at a baseball game. I think that's what gives. I think that's what you, what people want to see. I want to see LeBron drink a beer at a baseball game. This is America, God damn it! You go to a baseball game, you get a beer, you eat a hot dog. Ooh, what do you know? What they make those hot dogs with? I don't give a shit. It's delicious. It's a baseball game. This is America. Either way, straight into the NBA with LeBron James segue there. That's what I was getting at with that segue. Um, I, I kind of ruined your segue, yeah, so I'm sorry, but it was. Either way, it happened. The NBA anyway. it's kicked off. It's uh, kicked off, and this is the first time that I can remember the NBA kicking off. Usually, it's like mid to late November, and I'm like, oh, shit, they're playing NBA games now. Well, it's hard to detect the transfer between preseason games and regular season. It's true. It just kind of happens. And then you look at your team. The first, well, that was the thing. The first preseason game, 
they like played it and they were like Dwight Howard went eleven and seven and I was like that's not a very good oh welcome game. to Atlanta Dwight <laughs> they were like oh yeah and then they were like oh first preseason game and I was like oh we got like two months and then ESPN had like very intense commercials that were like NBA starts this night and uh, we'll kick it off with the Hawks by the way who look okay we got Dwight. And he's uh, he's assimilating very nicely. He had 19 rebounds in his first game. Well, I mean, at least he can uh, bring something to the team. But we'll see. Uh, we'll see if that if that uh, you know if he can keep it rolling all season long. It's amazing how quickly the Hawks goggles just go on my eyes. I did not like. I didn't like Dwight Howard. No. I hated him. And then he signs with the Hawks, and I'm like, he didn't. He wasn't such a bad guy. <laughs> and, well, you know, it's just a matter of time before he starts bitching and moaning about something, and you yeah, start hating him again. I don't want again. that to happen. I want to just play within the system and go to the like, you know, second or third round of the playoffs and lose to the to LeBron or well, something. Well, the Hawks actually lost tonight to the Wizards. Eh? Did you know that? No, I didn't actually. I knew. I knew we uh, were playing them, uh, and the Wizards hate us. Wizards really don't like us because we beat them. Uh, two years ago and last year in the playoffs, and two years ago, I think it was two years ago. Paul Pierce hit some three. I uh, whatever. Fuck the Wizards. Paul Pierce. That's all I can ever remember them is Paul Pierce. But uh, I think we'll turn it back around. I think the bigger story, obviously, hits home a little bit more to you. Well, I mean, uh, with the Hawks and Dwight Howard, he always kind of plays well for the first, you know, forty games of a new team. But yeah, he endears himself. <laughs> exactly. And then, you know. And then there's some when lo- has Dwight Howard been good in the second half of the season? Well, and then there's some lock- there's some locker room drama involved. He's pissing some players off and then they're all just hating him and I don't know. It's it's, it's a uh, it's a slippery slope for Dwight Howard and uh, I think God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I know where you're about to go and uh that's my Oklahoma City Thunder just getting ass raped by our former hero Kevin Durant and uh yeah I was in a really dark place last night BMAC really really dark place and it's not just because they lost or even got blown out but simply just to see Kevin Durant celebrating with a new team god it's just like a knife was stuck in my back all fucking night and it was so hard to watch the craziest thing to me that whole situation is still the fact that that Kevin Durant was the one to leave and not Russell Westbrook after like at least two or three years of just like when Russell Westbrook gets the chance, he's going to leave and jet to like LA and Westbrook signs the extension and Durant leaves. And boy, to an outside perspective, it looks like it just hurts so much. Uh, it was, it, it's terrible. I mean, it's still affecting me, obviously. I mean, it was only the first game that, you know, Russ and, KD faced each other and it went as worse as I could have planned. Like it, it, that was the, if I had to draw it up, that was the worst case scenario. So I don't know. It, you know, it felt like watching your ex-girlfriend make out with her new boyfriend in front of you and then just laughing in your face about it. That's basically what it was. So it's a long season and, Damn it. You know, at the end of the day, it was only one of 82. It's a long season, but I mean. Is, is an MVP type player. The guy can be straight for sure. an MVP player. And maybe he could do it, Ben. Maybe. 
this is the Atlanta and Ole Miss fan in me that just wants to. Dude, I mean, but he's the only one that can score on that team. Yeah, I mean, he's the only one that can score on that team. We need, I don't know, I want to get Rudy Gay or just somebody, bring him over, give Westbrook a little bit of a break. Rudy Gay's not, I mean, he's okay. Rudy Gay but... is a better 2K player than he is NBA player. <laughs> that's what you're thinking. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He's a, he's a, he's yeah, a I, legendary him, 2K player. My team would apparently probably be just Devin Schroeder for the Hawks and then Ursan Ilyasova. Uh, maybe who is it? Steve Nash from maybe the 2011 2K. Uh, and I would Danny Granger. You got to throw Danny Granger in there. I would just win a championship. I would probably I, that team would go 100 and 0. You know who I would sneak off the bench in uh, an all 2K team? Your Rebco. And I think I brought this up last week, but I, I don't even know what his first name is. But he played for the Pistons. Jonas. Jonas. Now I think he plays for the Celtics. He's I a lefty. Both soft J's. I think it's Jonas Yurebko. Jonas Yurebko. It's not Jonas Jurebko. <laughs> Just to clarify for all you yeah, so out there. That's an all 2K team there. But either way, uh, off the bat of the season. Well, the most dominant 2K player of all is uh, Yao Ming. <laughs> Yao Ming back in the day was untouchable because you get him in the paint and, I mean, you just throw up the baby hook and it's put over what everybody else can jump over and it's an easy two. Might as well be Bo Jackson and Tecmo Ball which is what those fucking old-ass people on their 30 for 30 told me was a was a game. But Yao Ming was incredible there. Either way, 2K. I haven't tried the two, the new 2K. Have you played it all? Uh, I have not, actually. But, um, you know, now that I'm married, it, my video game playing has gone down quite a bit. But, it's, you know, it is what it is. I just, I just had to let you – I just let, had to let you just let that out as sad as could possibly right there i just had to sit there and watch you just struggle through getting that out but go what were you getting into there let's get in so speaking of the nba we've got a new segment that we're going to release tonight it's called shit chris weber says (laughs) such a fucking great segment um i don't know if you caught him on the uh, broadcast last night of the warriors thunder game but he said some pretty outlandish shit so we'll get into it. What's the first thing? All right. So Chris Weber said, you can tell by the way this team drinks their water at the same time that they really like to play together. Yeah. yeah I thoughts? I know. I don't even know. I don't even know why we're talking about this one. That's obvious. Um, That's obvious. It's like uh, if you're in a huddle, you're all drinking water. It's uh, kind of standard part of basketball right but if they do it at the same time then it really shows that they're you know doing it as a team so you know i i get it chris i get it you know they're they're coming together they're leaving all of their off off the court drama behind them and they're drinking water at the same time and they're becoming a team yeah that's uh, obviously that's what's happening i mean on a serious i think the important question you know is has the water been filtered I that you know I don't know, was, but we're gonna have to dig deeper into this. It's like they filtered uh, all the, um, each person had the same amount of filtered water there because they're a team and nobody's above anybody else. Uh, you know, the KD's not drinking Fiji. We'll look into the filtering of the water, and uh, we'll get back to you on next week's segment of shit. Chris Weber says, but I ha- also have one more thing that Chris Weber said last night that was pretty ridiculous. He said, 
everyone is hating on Clay Thompson because Clay Thompson can't shoot. I'm sorry, but has anyone ever said that Clay Thompson can't shoot? That was all he ever could do. Uh, coming out, it was like, this guy's a good shooter. I don't know what the rest of his game is like. And it turns out he's a very good defender uh, and can also get to the get to the basket pretty well. But the one thing everybody always said is how good of a shooter he was, which is kind of on the same page as the uh, the LeBron commercial you sent out. Was, I wasn't supposed to be here. You, LeBron James, I I knew about you when I was in high school. And there's no ch- you were supposed to be here. I wanted to fucking punch LeBron in the face after seeing that commercial. I wasn't supposed to be here. Yeah, you were, dude. You literally, since you were like nine years old, you were supposed you were to be the only there. person that was supposed to be here. <laughs> and Clay Thompson is only supposed to be able to shoot a basketball. And he does it incredibly. There are no haters for that. So, Chris Weber, keep it up, bud. So, that was this week's shit Chris Weber says. Tune in next week for a juicy one. I can't wait to see more. Oh, man, NBA is long enough to where we can just have this forever. Question about the NBA. The Pelicans are now 0-6. Ooh. Is Anthony Davis yes. good? Fuck yeah, he's good. He's got to get the hell out of New Orleans, though. They need somebody to help. Anthony Davis dropped like 50 opening night. The guy is a stud. Somebody else. Can anybody hit a three on that team? Are you kidding? Can I go out there and work on threes and then make a million dollars real quick by hitting threes? No, the rest of that team is fucking garbage. He needs to get out of New Orleans. Um, You know, he's definitely top three, top five players in the league. So, I don't know. It's hard to see him play the bullshit. You know, it's hard to say because... LeBron was on an absolutely garbage team and made the NBA Finals when he was the true. first LeBron tenure on the, on the Cavs. You're going to pull that on me? I'm going to pull that on all you. All right, all right. LeBron James brought them by themselves. But I'll compare it more to uh, what I think they should do is the Dwight Howard team that went to the NBA Finals. Uh, the Orlando Magic, when they went, Dwight Howard was straight-up defender. He couldn't push the ball out as far as Davis can, but... Uh, Davis is still a better scorer than him. Uh, but Dwight's probably a better rebounder. Uh, probably about the same defending, I would think. But that team was Hito Turkoglu, Rashard Lewis, uh, Jameer Nelson, and somebody else that could shoot three. It was literally Dwight in the middle. And was J.J. Redick on that team? team? J.J. Redick. That's who's the other one. I mean, it was literally the best three-point shooting team I could think of. And just, like, Dwight was in the middle. If he got double-teamed, he kicked it out, and they just swung it around until somebody was open for a three, which was inevitable just by physics and science. And then they went to the NBA Finals like that. You can't win like that, but at least you can... You can't win an NBA championship like that, but you can get to the NBA Finals. So, Pelicans, if you're looking for a new G, I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so BMAC, do you think... Sorry, Chris, were you going to say something? I don't want to cut you off. All right. Uh, do you think that there's any team out there in the NBA that can compete with the Warriors or the Cavs? Or should we just go ahead and fast forward, place those two teams in the NBA Finals and, you know. I'm only going to give Greg Popovich his due and say San Antonio and that's it. Like, I mean, I don't see anything okay. else. Like, there's no. Chris, what about your Blazers? I like the Blazers, too. They got a few more years. You know, if Festus Azili can be healthy and 
perform at a high level. I mean, it's it's not a good hope (laughs) to have. But you know, backup big man when Mason Plumlee isn't able to play against the the really uh, aggressive, strong big men like Dwight Howard or or. But, but, you know, if, if if Evan Turner can step up off the bench, which I have no faith in, absolute, absolutely no faith as a Portlander that's moved to Boston, where, you know, every Portland fan in the world was excited about the $7 million Evan Turner signing, <laughs> and I had 20 Celtics fans whispering in my ear that we're all going to hate him in, in two months, so... If he can step up, I think the Blazers can go to the Western Conference Finals. But I, you know, it's going to be a hard task to get over the Warriors. They're just. I think Damian Lillard is good enough to do that. Like I think he is good enough to. But that's the thing is, it's just like, like when you're like, we need Mason Plumley. Well, and CJ McCollum's good. Yeah, and but like, but like that's the thing is like you're, like. Yeah, if if Lillard and McCollum are combining for eighty points in every playoff game, we might have a chance against the Warriors. (laughs) You're like, I need like we know we have Damian Lillard, who's our star, and that's going to be good. But it's also like if we can have CJ McCollum and Mason Plumlee and Festus Azili playing well, we'll do okay. And the problem is, is that Golden State has Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant. And fucking Draymond Green, like that's still incredible to me. I still can't believe that's a thing. They have the best shooter in the league. They have the second best shooter in the league. They have maybe the third in the league, uh, and also the best, like the literally the prototypical scorer, and the second best all around player in the league in Draymond Green behind LeBron. And so, and I hate saying that because he's such a decent. Draymond Green's such a bitch. God, he is, but he's so he's really good at basketball. And then, but so it's like that team is just like, I don't care how many games at the bat, like they're going to figure it out and they're going to be fine. And they're going to go to the championship against the Cavs unless they lose to the Spurs or I, I don't know. It just, I just don't, I just don't see how they can lose. I don't see how they can lose. And the Cavs, I don't see who, who anyone is going to compete with them in the East. I mean, the Met, the, uh, I almost said the Mets, the Knicks, like Derek Rose and Mello and Joe Kim Noah, like, that's a it's a it's an attempt, but it's no. I mean, I put the Bulls over the Knicks right now. Yeah, like I mean, it's just eh, I mean, it's still a cat. It's still, LeBron James has proven how good he, he. When did he not go to the finals? LeBron. Yeah, I don't even know if I had. I don't even know if I was. I, I think I was a virgin last time LeBron didn't go to the fucking finals. <laughs> that was like uh, what two years ago. Ah, look at this guy. He's got the jokes over here. He's got the Silicon Valley shirt on, so he thinks he's HBO funny now. Yeah. Uh, no, it was it was a while ago. And so fuck you. Um, I just had a visceral, like, unpleasant reaction to you saying that Draymond Green was the second best play- like, all around <laughs> player in the league, but. You know, I thought about it for a second. I, I don't know that I can argue that. I, that's what I hate. I hate it, too. Trust me, I hate it, too. I hate, I hate it. I don't like it. Yeah, I kind of just threw up in my mouth. But he it, It's upsetting, like, but I don't know that I have a good exactly, you don't, you replacement like, for that. <laughs> you're like, oh, the end of that. The, oh, this playoff game's over, and, and Draymond, uh, 26 points, 13 rebounds, and 9 assists. Really? And then it's like, you're like, it didn't seem like he did. And then he. Did and it's just like well I, guess I mean Westbrook Westbrook's in that conversation Westbrook oh, is in yeah. that conversation I was just thinking more like sort of the point forward 
Right, right. The big guys, yeah. Mm-hmm. Point. He, his number, he had that February. He dropped. He was dropping 45, 9, and 9. Like, that's... Westbrook. He's averaging a triple-double yeah, for a while, right. yeah. Um, did we just did we just draw did we just drop fifteen minutes on the NBA right there? Um. Yeah, the NFL is. We're right in the middle of it. Was it week nine or ten? Uh, we just got through the Falcons just got through the Thursday night game, shredded the bucks. And we kind of look like we're our offenses for real. Uh, we might have the best offense in the NFL, which is weird to say, cause I'm an Atlanta fan and I don't like claiming the best of anything. I don't know what the, uh, uh, what the defense can actually hold up to if we get into the playoffs and, and try and make a run, but. The offense always can get it done. Looks like they can get it done. Matt Ryan, Julio Jones. Julio Jones is the greatest athlete on the planet, probably. I mean, he's he's untouchable when he gets the ball in his hands. And maybe the Falcons can do it. I don't know. I hope so. What, like win a Super Bowl? No, go deep in the playoffs. That's what we mean by that's what we mean by doing. Okay, that's all right. Well, we let's be a little bit more realistic about that. Now, the weirdest thing is looking at the NFC and who do you think the best team in the NFC Man. is? Dallas. I fucking hate that. I knew Chris was going to say that, and it's I true. just I just want to punch it's him in the true. face right now. He's sitting right next to me. It's true. Um, <laughs> exactly. And and so that's the thing is right after that, you were thinking Minnesota. No, I wasn't until the last couple of weeks. You, well, no, no, no. I'm just saying like until the last couple of weeks, you were thinking Minnesota because of that defense looked uh, looked revolutionary, and now it's like. I don't really know who is the best team on the in the NFC. Is it doubt like after you lose to Smoking Jay Color and the Bears on Monday I mean, night? I'm, uh, I'm feedback. By the way, by the way, run the tape back. You and Zulo called that. You called Smoking Jay Color. Yeah, I know. I, I'm telling you, Smoking Jay Cutler will always come through. Like when you're just sitting there going, when you're when you're sitting there, when you're sitting there, just like there's just like whatever they're playing the Bears. Like this game's over. Who gives a shit? Doesn't mean anything. When it doesn't mean anything, Jay Cutler will shred you. I don't know why, but he loves it. And he always he comes back. He was hurt, and then he just beats the Viking. He just shreds that Vikings defense, which is vaunted to say the least. And so yeah, I love smoking Jay Cutler. I love him, and I'll always bet on him when nothing's on the line. I'll tell you, though, who I think is probably the best team in the NFC. And I say this because I think they're probably going to make the, the the most likely shot of them being in the Super Bowl is the Seahawks. They haven't done shit on okay. offense. That's the thing that's good. Like, they don't – like, the, the thing is, like, when you get into the NFC – like, when you get into the playoffs, I mean, defense does everything anyway. But they have shown no ability. They can't do anything on offense, like, no. Like nothing to prove, that but they, yeah, and so. But the Broncos won last year with like a broomstick starting <laughs> the quarterback. So that's true. The guy could not throw the football at any point, but he still had the. He still he still could get him through nine touchdowns in the regular season. He still could get him into whatever play would work best, knowing that he could not throw a fifteen yard out route. So I'll give him that. He threw nine touchdowns all year, and, that and they won the Super Bowl. Was unstoppable, stacked, ridiculous. Probably the best defense of all time. That's why you win football games. 
BMAC, would you say that the Panthers at two and five right now are are they done? No. Let me just quickly defend the the Cowboys statement. Yeah, okay, all right. Never been a Cowboys fan, you know. God, I hope so. Second largest, tied for second largest point differential in the league right now, outside of the New England Patriots. Without Des Bryant for how many games now? Three, four. Yeah, I mean they've shown that they don't even need Des. Exactly. It's, ben, are we biased because Dak Prescott is a quarterback? No, I just hate the fucking Cowboys. I'm an Eagles fan. I I don't mind Dak Prescott. I don't mind Dak Prescott, but I know that he's he's not that good. So you think it, it's the system that he's in? I mean, kind of. They got that offense. Uh, I just don't. Are they like how? Yeah. Are they really that I guess maybe I just don't I just never believe in anybody with that with a rookie quarterback being that good. Well, they have a know? rookie quarterback and a rookie running back who's absolutely killing it. That's the other thing. They have a rookie running back who is I mean, say what you will about the offensive line, like maybe maybe anybody could run behind that offensive line. But he sure is. I mean, he's doing exactly what he's doing as good as anybody could hope for him to do. So he is doing it if that's what you want him to do. So I mean, they keep winning games and play on well enough to win. And I, it's a, it's a weird thing because, like, when the Cowboys are good, you can name half the people on the roster, and I can't name half the people on this roster. On on both sides of the ball? Well, more on defense than anything. I was going to say, I mean, you know, I can you got one of the best wide receivers in football. And he hasn't been on the field. Uh, they also have Cole Beasley's, a, yeah. Cole Beasley's open all Cole the time. Cole Beasley's been tearing it up, yeah. Cole Beasley's open all the time. So, BMAC, speaking of the Cowboys, speaking of the Cowboys, I know we've had this discussion before, but, you know, might as well bring it back since we're talking about them. What happens when Romo's healthy enough to play? With each week, I'm waning because I would I was totally on the you-gotta-play-Romo train until, I mean, like, now it's just coming closer and closer to the, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I mean, what's the point of bringing Romo in and possibly screwing it up when you have this which it's well you definitely don't put them in this week against the browns i mean what's right? the point like what's it's, like no. what's the point no <laughs> if you think romo is the better choice you do not put no. him against the browns fucking put me in against the browns and <laughs> win that game have they won yet no they're owen they're owen eight. Oh, eight, yeah. i can't believe it's just it's in the in the league where it is set up to be the fair that team just can't get it right. Speaking of cities that you root for, or teams that you root for to win a championship because they haven't done it in so long. I mean, do you throw the Browns in the conversation? In the conversation for what? For teams? Well, yeah, teams in general that haven't won it so long. Yeah. I mean, teams, like if you're just naming a team, I mean, the Browns have never, they've never won the Super Bowl. They've, they won... Oh, the Browns haven't been to the playoffs since they came back to Cleveland. Which was like 1990. That was like... Any team that plays in a stadium whose nickname is the Factory of Sadness, they get into the conversation. For sure. (laughs) Factory of Sadness. I love that. By the way, last Browns championship, 1964. I have made it back since they were back in Cleveland. Last playoff appearance, 2002. They made it back there with Tim fucking Couch? That was fucking 14 years ago. 
I mean, he was the quarterback, wasn't he? I mean, Tim Couch was drafted in like 97 or 99, like right before or after Peyton Manning. Uh, Butch Davis. Oh, Butch. Gross. Butch was the coach? That was when Butch Davis left Miami, the U, the new U, and then Larry Coker, Coker took over. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They don't have a roster breakdown in that. No. Oh, okay. Let's just call it Tim Couch. Tim Couch playoffs. You heard it here. You heard it here first. I think we probably rambled on for for too long. Um, we rambled on for a bit there. Good out. If that's you got anything for BVD? Ramble on. Let's I'll work it in there. Um, yeah, well, put it on you there. got anything else, BMAC? See, Rob. No, not too much besides uh, the fact that I believe that. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is the best player in the NFL, and Tom Brady is the best best quarterback of all time. All right. Well, on that note, we're uh, we're gonna end it for this week. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, please download, subscribe to hash it out. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, all that jazz. That wraps us up for this week of hash it out. Tune in next week.